The Jets are currently in action against Vegas, and uh, yeah, it's not going well. There's a lot that the Jets are struggling with, and even when Winnipeg plays well, unfortunately, brain-dead mistakes and uh, absolutely atrocious uh, special teams are killing Winnipeg right now. We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Your Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and our hand, our choice for helping you win more. With FanDuel, you can make every moment more because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Now, like I said, the Jets are currently in action against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And to put it bluntly, Winnipeg is getting smacked. This is um, a, a game where you're going to look at the shot clock and think, well, how, how could that be, right? Winnipeg isn't really trailing Vegas by that much on the shot clock. They've created some good chances. But you look at the score line and you look at what the Jets have conceded, and it's, it's kind of embarrassing, actually. Uh, the Jets came out in the first period and you could already tell this was going to be a rough night. Winnipeg was slower to everything. Um, Vegas was faster to second secondary pucks. They were winning puck battles. They won board battles. They created stuff off the rush. They caught the Jets napping on several, you know, uh, mistakes and and poor decisions. Just everything that the Jets did seemingly created an opportunity for Vegas. And when the Jets finally did, you know, make some good strides up the ice. Unfortunately, they just really could not get into the slot. Winnipeg's scoring strategy at some point got away from, you know, attacking the central slot area and funneling stuff down the middle to trying to score from the point. And you just aren't going to win games doing that. You know, you're you're, you're going to have to be lucky in order to score deflections anyways, right? It has to be a near perfect tip. It has to have the exact right angle. And instead of trying to rely on fortune to guide you, the Jets are going to have to do more to create stuff down in the central area slot. Unfortunately for the Jets, they just didn't do that. Um, and it felt like Winnipeg was grasping for straws, especially with a power play that just looks dead in the water. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this PP and why it's so static and so predictable, but the Jets just consistently find themselves in the same position again and again. And, you know, for a team that has pretty good forward talent and pretty good forward depth, these issues are literally killing this team. They're putting the Jets behind the eight ball when this team could honestly be so much better with some adjustments and tweaks. Honestly, this particular special team's performance has been so bad that you might as well just leave the staff there. I mean, I, I can't imagine that any team that looks at the, the power play and the penalty kill that the Jets have and feels like it's anywhere near acceptable. 
the penalty kill in particular got burned a couple of times in the second period on, I, I, I just can't even begin to describe it, line changes that Winnipeg just got caught completely napping on. This is stuff that professional players at the NHL level don't make, like mistakes that don't happen at this level so frequently as we're seeing with the Jets, right? And maybe, you know, a couple of nights in Vegas is is what is doing this, but Winnipeg has had these issues before. So it's just really frustrating to see Winnipeg have a good opportunity to come out with a statement game to show other you know teams that they're serious and they drop this performance instead. Uh, that is, you know, an unfortunate issue that it's going to be a problem throughout most of the season because let's be honest, the power play and penalty kill probably aren't going to get fixed. And the lack of mobility on the back end that has been a huge part of the problem here. Um, that's also not going to be changed most likely. So yeah, I mean, is it enough to push the jets out of the playoffs? Probably not. The central division this year is not exactly a, a great division. If we're being honest, there's a couple of really good teams there, but you know, for the most part, the Jets are going to have to really, really fall well below par in order to miss the playoffs is my guess. That's my guess. But, you know, Winnipeg, I, I felt like just made some really boneheaded mistakes and, and stuff that you don't really see the Jets have, you know, all, all happened at the same time unless they're playing a team that's that's fast and quick and really hits you on counters. That's where you tend to see Winnipeg make the most mistakes. And I think we've seen that very much in this game against Vegas. Uh, and it's unfortunate because there are shifts where the Jets create some great pressure down low, you know, some good opportunities where um, the, the bottom six I thought was really cooking. And then, you know, second shift, uh, a nasty penalty kill, a double minor, and the Jets are down, you know, two more goals. So I, I just... It's frustrating, right? Because you've seen these problems over and over again, but they, they aren't really getting any better. Um, and the power play has been just a, a real sore spot, a bit of a dry spell, and it doesn't seem like Winnipeg is finding its way out of this anytime soon. So, yeah, as positive as I am on this season on the whole, it's issues like this where you can tell the Jets are going to have trouble when it comes to the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, right? It's not a guarantee, but assuming that they do, you know, a seven game series against the team like Vegas, it's going to end real quick. If the Jets are continually giving them power play opportunities and struggling to do anything with their own man advantage, even at even strength, the, the Knights just cut Winnipeg apart. So it, I, I don't know how you fix this. Um, but I'll tell you one thing, Declan Chisholm needs to be in the lineup in the next game. There's just no other excuse for this team to run a blue line that is as slow and as, as defensively deficient as this unit is when you've got a kid who can probably do, uh, you know, what, what the veterans are doing at least at like at, at worst, that's probably the same performance that you're going to get out of the current roster. So why not give a guy with creativity and skill and mobility a chance to shine in an area where the jets frankly need a lot of help because this blue line as it is is getting slaughtered so um yeah obviously obviously you can tell i'm a little bit annoyed by this game um but i mean it's it's just frustrating because the jets you can see moments where there's there's something special there but they keep making the same mistakes and there's too much dead weight for the jets to contend with in order to get out of you know, their own way. That's really what it is, is Winnipeg is in its own way. So we'll talk about how the Jets can kind of turn the tide and what actually uh, showed some real promise in this game in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Sleeper. 
A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Mark Shifley could score 50 goals. The Jets could even win the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey with Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy sports app of the Locked On NHL Network. They've got tons of great Daily Fantasy sports, and they're our number one pick. But you know what? They especially love Daily Fantasy Hockey because with Sleeper, you could win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. If you think you know your uh, hockey better than everyone else and you track all the top stars, this is your chance to shine. If you think McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, etc. are going to have certain performances, this is where you can make your predictions count. All you have to do is record um, you know, a, a, a more or less prediction than the sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, and so much more. And if you get your predictions right and you get up to eight categories, eight categories for a win, you can get 100 times your cash with sleeper. Again, that is 100 times your cash making eight stats category predictions correctly. So use promo code Lockdown NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your very first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That is promo code Lockdown NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for rejoining us as we talk about, uh, yeah, you know, we, we we sort of had a little bit of a mini rant uh, about this game so far. The Jets are not doing so hot against the Golden Knights, but, I mean, we expected this. Vegas has not lost in regulation, and we sort of knew why. You know, they just are better than almost every other team. They play better than almost every other team. And Winnipeg has a couple of really key deficiencies that have put the Jets um, in a position where they're honestly not going to be able to climb out without some extreme luck. So what moments really stood out for the Jets in terms of getting back into this game? Well, there weren't a lot, if I'm being honest. You know, anytime the Jets had a power play, you might as well have just written it off because they weren't scoring. But when it came to the depth lines, that's where I thought you actually saw some genuine signs of promise. We saw Kupari, Appleton, Lowry, Nita Ryder, and a few of those guys have some really bright moments. And I don't want to say you want to lean on that necessarily because that's not really where you're supposed to get the bulk of your offense. But I think if your top six just looks like it's not getting anything done, You've got to start leaning on the depth players to roll those lines and create some chaos down low. I'm not asking the bottom six to carry this Jets offense when Winnipeg is struggling. That's not what it's designed to do, and I don't think it it it, it can do it. But you know what? It offers good supplementary scoring. This you know bottom six unit with the third and fourth lines is very good at forechecking and creating space. Let them kind of eat more minutes and and roll through uh, a Vegas team that is extremely tough to beat because of how deep they are. They're fast, they're deep, and they're skilled. And the only lines that are probably equipped to handle a matchup like that are your depth units. Kupari is lightning quick. Baron is a great and strong forechecker. Gustafson showed off some unbelievable you know, solo efforts to clear the puck out of the defensive zone and to create opportunities in the offensive zone. That's the stuff that you've got to see. And look, I love Mark Shifley, but his line was basically a non-factor in this game. Uh, there were only a couple of moments where that unit really took off, and one of them ended up being a beautiful solo effort from Kyle Connor after Connor himself was having a really rough night. Um, we also saw a couple of good shifts from uh, Perfetti. You know, he had some some moments where 
you know, he'd probably like to go back and maybe shoot the puck rather than passing it. There was one moment on the power play that I think he will feel like he really should have had. And then Ehlers had a couple of chances that he would probably say he he really should have buried, um, you know, a couple of like spinorama shots that were close, but but not quite right. And that's what it just felt like is when the Jets were close, even when they were, it just wasn't enough. And then Winnipeg's power play came on and had special teams issues with the PK and, you know, the rest is history. But I really feel like the Jets just don't utilize their bottom six enough. In previous years, they used it too much. Here, I think they need to give more time, especially in a game like this, where it's clear that speed and forechecking are going to be a problem. You know what? Try and win this race, or at least match Vegas's pace and wear them down. I know that, you know, perhaps the bottom six isn't expected to be the breadwinner for your offense, but if you can take minutes away from guys like Mark Stone and slow them down, or at least try and disrupt them a bit, that's when Shifley and the rest of the guys can start eating. Because as it is right now, this unit uh, really wasn't generating enough offense, and it's a shame. Like I said, I'd say that this Jets forward group is one of the deepest that we've seen in several years, and it just felt like in this game, we we kind of saw flashes of it being used effectively, but it wasn't enough. And then, you know, the power play comes out. It's just dead in the water. The PK is completely useless. So, um, yeah, I'm trying not to overreact to one game, but it's, it's more like uh, frustration with the continued same problems that we've seen for years. And I just don't know how the front office is going to fix it because, Again, like I said, in throughout the regular season, the Jets are not going to have games like this as much where, you know, they're going to get like slaughtered the whole game. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think the Jets are going to be good enough to where a playoff spot really should be within their grasp. But in a playoff series where teams like this exist and can really rip the Jets a new one, that's a problem, especially if they can keep doing it for, you know, three to four games at a time. So Winnipeg has a lot of work to do. Uh, they really need to increase the back-end mobility. But um, I thought I would talk a little bit about which players I think really need to start getting um, some bigger roles with the Jets because I feel like there's a couple of guys on this team who quite honestly could do with a promotion in ice time. I feel like you know Winnipeg can maybe get away from some of the lower deployments that they've been using for the depth lines and depth players because these guys have just frankly outperformed some of the, the players getting 20 minutes a night. We'll talk about who these guys are and who could potentially move up in the ice time distribution in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites making posts that don't get you the best candidates. With Indeed, they've got powerful hiring tools like Indeed's Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews that allow you to find the exact candidates you're looking for all the time. If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they post a job and sponsor it. So, you know, for those of you who have ever used Indeed, I'm personally somebody who actually was uh, looking for employment and used it, and I thought it was very convenient. They have got great form fields, they've got tons of relevant questions, and you can find stuff that actually matches what you want in a job. And the same is for those of you who are looking to employ folks, 
you have so many powerful tools at your disposal and Indeed knows that when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have your must have job requirements. To get started, visit .com slash locked on to start hiring right now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing is not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I also wanted to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. Obviously, you know, right now, you know, this is a great time for those of you who are NFL and NHL fans, but especially NFL fans, because you know what? You can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line. But if you're a Ravens fan, you probably know that the Ravens are pretty good this year. So maybe this is a great chance for you to get your uh, action going and Kick it off with an easy $5 money line bet. And again, you get $150 if your team wins. Who loves, you know, a little bit of extra betting money? Everyone, right? If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get started uh, and get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use and offers a ton of uh, betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hello, Fritz, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much as uh, for rejoining us as we talk about players who, quite frankly, need to be given bigger roles with the team. Obviously, Winnipeg right now is uh, kind of having its teeth kicked in by the Golden Knights and Look, I did predict this to be a loss, but um, the way that I think the Jets are losing is especially annoying, right? Just making rookie mistakes and, and stuff that really shouldn't happen. And it's not just the players. It feels like the coaching staff kind of got the assignment assignment wrong, too. So just a, a top to bottom performance where you really expected more and somehow got less. But I think the Jets really could benefit from letting a few players like Morgan Barron, Rasmus Kupari, David Gustafson, and Nino Niederreiter get more ice time. But with Lowry and Appleton, I feel like they're playing just enough to be as impactful as they can be without being overused. But the other four guys that I mentioned, quite frankly, need more time. Niederreiter especially, I think, has been really impactful offensively. You can see the skill that he exudes. And while I enjoy Ayafalo, I think we've kind of seen that he hasn't really elevated uh, the top line at the level that I think folks were kind of expecting. So I might make the swap sooner rather than later. Ayafalo could probably come back down to the middle six, and I think he'll do fine there. With Nita Ryder, he's just really skilled at creating space, especially down low, and he's a very good shooter. So let him kind of um, try and help Kyle and, and Mark attack the zone a little more effectively. I also would like to see Gustafson more. I think he's a player who is really starting to come into his own. You see it in his... Uh, his puck protection, his ability to drive along the walls and into the slot, you know, his fearlessness down low. The guy is an absolute monster, and I really feel like the Jets haven't made enough use of him, especially because he's a super smart player with a lot of skill. We've seen him occasionally show off flashes. He's notched a couple of goals this season already. You can see that there is something more to his game that perhaps Winnipeg hasn't made use of, and I feel like in a fourth-line role, it's just not making the most of what he can bring. He's very skilled. He's very strong. And I feel like compared to some of the other guys in the team, he might honestly deserve a promotion in ice time. 
Same with Baron. I've always been a big fan of Baron. I really feel like since joining the Jets, his game has really grown. And in a lot of ways, he's kind of like another version of Gustafson, a guy who just seemingly loves to grind, but actually makes effective use of that into, you know, forcing turnovers, creating offensive opportunities, and generally causing havoc down low, which for the Jets, they really don't have enough of from their top six. Winnipeg really needs those guys who can create space down low and who can open up shooting and, and passing lanes that perhaps won't exist with the current lineups the way that they are. Like, I feel like the top six um, is able to get some good perimeter play going, but in terms of attacking the slot area, it's just not been a factor. So I'd like to see the the depth guys get a chance. Um same with Kupari. You know, I think he's another guy who's got wheels to burn. He knows how to use them. He really likes to attack the slot. He'll, you know, shoot off the face-off circles. I just feel like, you know, these guys, quite frankly, just deserve more time. And I think they can give more to the Jets than what they're giving now. I, I feel like if you use them more, if you let them kind of eat up some of those minutes, it'll it'll rest the top six a bit. And it'll also open up more space and, and wear down opponents trying to defend all of these really fast and really strong skaters uh, in the slot area. That's where the Jets need to create more havoc. That's where they're missing some real impact and bite. And maybe, just maybe, this bottom six could really turn Winnipeg's season around. Well, let me know what you think so though so far about this game and overall with the Jets' uh, forward deployments. Do you think the Jets have a good balance? Do you think they need to use the bottom six more, or do you think they need to use it less? Let me know in the comments below or at my social media at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's show, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will be back here tomorrow with some final thoughts on Winnipeg versus Vegas and a look at uh, the weekend ahead as well. And hopefully, you know, let's let's hope for a turnaround in this game. But I, uh, I got to be honest, not feeling it at the moment. But like I said, that's all the time that we have for tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.